Rancor monster's hungry again. Let's feed up. Don't do it. Luke Skywalker, Gamorrean Guard, new Rancor monster and Rancor Keeper action figures, each sold separately. You regret this. <laughs> Wait till he gets his claws into a Jedi Knight. Whoa, some jaws. This is my only chance. <laughs> He's wounded. We better get in there. He'll <laughs> never get out alive, Gamorrean Guard. New Rancor monster. Action figures, each sold separately. From Kenner's Star Wars Return of the Jedi Collection. Will you get on with it? Okay, okay. Welcome to Galaxy of Toys Podcast. A discussion about Star Wars toys. You're listening to episode number 71. My name is Jason. Joining me tonight from Bendoms to the Black Series, Vintage to Modern, he collects them all. Mr. Byzy on YouTube or Mr. BYZ, our good friend Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Hey, good to be back once again. Glad you could We're make it. We're almost getting to be regular here. It's uh, yes. crazy. We're trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to get back to be have a bi-monthly show. Wait. So I don't want to tout that too much because what if I? <laughs> you never know. <laughs> so for, so far for September, we've got one down. Hopefully, we can get no, one no more. No unfulfilled in. promises. There you go. Yeah. No, because there's no schedule on Galaxy of Tours. Right. <laughs> Just can't do it. Um, also joining me tonight. From this week in Star Wars podcast, Matt Fox. Hello, Matt. How you doing, Jason? I'm doing all right. It's fall. That would be the no, it's not fall. It's it's the best I, thing. If you get I was older, gonna say that's that's the weekly podcast that happens every. The weekly podcast coming to you every fifth <laughs> month. <Whatever>. <laughs> <laughs> well, but the price is right. Hey, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Also joining us tonight from from forlomtazuckus.com and from the Toy Run Nation, Jake Stevens. Hello, Jake. Hello, hello. How we do? We're doing good, Jake. Good to have you back on the show. I think it's been a while. I know, and it's just simply been crazy schedules in the Stevens household, right? I understand. You notice, you notice we're back in our old time slot, and here I am. Hint, hint, hint. All right. Sunday nights at 7. I can do it. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I'd like to point out that, Jake, uh, somebody referred to you as the other Jason on uh, the Galaxy Toys. uh, I was confused. uh, The other Jake. Someone asked, is Tom and the other Jason coming back? Tom... Tom actually... Yeah, I was like, well, I don't... You know... (laughs) Tom is not on the show anymore, but you can always find Tom at IGrewUpStarWars.com. Check out his Facebook page, I Grew Up Star Wars on Facebook, IGrewUpStarWars.com. He's got, I think he's even got a YouTube channel. He's still there. The other Jason, no idea who that is or where he went, but I don't think the other Jason will be back. And the other Jake is back if, Jake, you in fact are the other Jake. Or is right. there a different Jake? I don't know. There, is there Jake any other himself? Jakes in podcasting, in Star Wars podcasting? I, I don't, don't know. know. Have we ever I had, so. has has either Toy Run or Galaxy of Toys had another Jake besides you on the show? I, I can't remember. I, I, I've not met another, I don't even know if I know another Jake collector. Right. Oh, yeah, I do. Jake James. That's the guy that has the most, um, he's the guy that buys like a hundred of everything uh-huh. using. Follow the Jake James page on Facebook. It is his. <laughs> His collection is incredible. Like the 
The guy has like a hundred of everything. I mean, we're talking vehicles. He has fleets of everything. Ryan, you have the X-Wings down like crazy from back in the day. Yeah. He does that on everything. Everything. Uh, <laughs> I think I, think I saw you, like Where do you put eight, that? <laughs> I saw like eight hover tanks, I think, in one picture already. The new one. So he he's hover tanks, uh, don't hover. Yeah. Yeah. Jake James is a lot uh, wealthier than this Jake Stevens. <laughs> Where do you put all that? That is a lot of crap. You know, it's, oh, he, he's real organized. He's got cupboards, it's labeled, and drawers, and it, it he doesn't mess around. He's the real deal. That, still, you're going to have to have a large place to, to oh, be yeah. able to house all that. Wait till those hundred barges show up. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and uh, Chris, oh, sure, sure, B, sure, sure. Chris B is not joining us. However, oddly enough, the other Chris is here. <laughs> Chris Moorhead. Chris, our, our friend Chris Moorhead is here. Hello, Chris. Um, hi, Jason. Hi, everybody. Uh, good to be on. Uh, got some new... Cool world, world gardeness uh, goodness to talk about and a, and a trip. So looking forward to talking Star Wars. All right. All right. I have a royal guard you don't have. I've got a few you don't. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> have a comment or a question about the show? Email us at galaxyoftoys at gmail.com. Find our archived episodes on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Smart Radio, or our Galaxy of Toys Podbean page. Also, make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for show updates. Okay, let's start the show. Like always, what have you picked up recently? Ryan, I'll start with you. Oh, man, what have I gotten recently? Oh, okay. I got, uh, like most people, I pre-ordered the Admiral Piat, the Black Series one, through, uh, I think mine was through Entertainment Earth, and that showed up on Friday. And I also recently got the uh, Solo Force Link 2.0 uh, TIE Fighter, which is absolutely awesome. I do have my review up on my uh, YouTube page. Uh, I think that's about it. I haven't had a whole lot of money this month, so I haven't been spending a whole lot. Okay. Matt Fox, on to you. What would you pick up recently? Right. Okay, <laughs> finally I found some stuff. Um, I've got, on two different trips, I found Waves 2 and 3 of the Vintage Collection. Oh, uh, awesome! I'm, uh, I guess, current there. I don't know when the next bunch is supposed to hit. I thought when I found two, I thought that was going to be it for months, and then three suddenly shows up like a week later. Uh, they're really cool figures. I like them so much more on cards than in those little boxes, even the repacks. The, you know, I'm excited about this Cassian Andor figure that I couldn't have cared less about when it was a <laughs> box, but you put it on a card and it looks awesome. Uh, I like the Africa card. I know a lot of people have problems with it because it says Star Wars, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, the only one of them that I've actually opened the figure because, you know, it was new and I hadn't messed around with one is the Range Trooper, which is, it's just like a shrunken down version of the black series six inch minus the soft goods you know with plastic in place of those so it's a it's a really awesome figure um so but those seem to be popping up it would appear on facebook and all that so check your walmarts unfortunately it's walmart which you know are better experiences for some people than others i think depending on where you live Right, your mileage does vary. Um, Matt, nine figures, uh, $13 a piece. That's really expensive, right? 
Well, yes, Jake, they would be. Right. Um, fortunately, ah. at the Walmart where I found Wave 3, they rang up for $2. Oh. oh. So I got out with a case of figure for 16 bucks. How does how does that happen? <laughs> how does that even happen? This is the same place where I got the three cents, three cent Black Series figures, including the first wave of Solo. Oh, this never happens in Washington. No. We never have those clearance prices. Well, it only happens at one Walmart here. Uh, it's not, and, you know, the other Walmart I was paying full price. So. And Walmart, Walmart won't price match with other stores, will it? No, yeah. not not its own stores. That's no. too bad. That's 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 too bad. It did occur to me to like try to take the first the wave two back to the other store and then rebuy them, but I'm gonna let it go. Just you know, <laughs> consider myself lucky. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. yeah that's our store, and then I got the um, the vintage collection Tie Fighter. Also at Walmart for eighty dollars. That did not ring up at a discount. Um, well, that's good. Yeah, um, I didn't open it up. I presume it's just exactly the same as the old big wing Tie Fighters. Hasbro so, has said it is such. So yeah, yeah. it's just um, a new paint job. Right. So a lot of people like are excited because it's in a vintage box. And that's fine, but it's. I don't know why they didn't sort of recreate the old vintage box, you know, with the, you know, just the blue, like they did for the uh, X-Wing, the X-Wing, the Biggs is X-Wing and the Snow Speeder at Target and whatnot. Didn't, you know, that would. Didn't they already recreate the vintage TIE Fighter box, though, as a Target exclusive? Like, was that another Target? A few they years did. ago. Yes, they did. Well, yeah. they should have they done it again or used the, the asteroid version from you know, the Empire Strikes Back box. Oh, they should have made this one where you put stickers on it then, right? The battle damage? <laughs> yeah. Sure, why not? Well, they'd get uh, us all to buy two. I mean, yeah. that's the way it happens, right? We'd buy one to put stickers on and one to keep pretty. <laughs> so, yeah, and I know those are showing up too, so Walmart must be stocking for Christmas depending upon, you know, your own Walmart. Okay. Got the Red Squadron droids from Amazon finally. Uh, those just arrived today. Um, they look really cool. Um, yeah, I like I like the Black Series droid mold. So only they don't have any of the accessories with them. Yeah, that's true. But I don't know. At that price, it should have been cheaper with, without coming with all that just repaints. I was pissed with that. So I'll give you that. That's a valid point of view. I'm just yeah. Ryan, I got a green I got a green Astromech, so I'm happy about that. Ryan, I totally agree with you. Although I realized the ones that came with all the accessories last year or the year before, I never used those. So Feather to die, but I still want it. They're just yeah. something to lose. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh what else? Um oh I finally found those four um Comtech chip figures, not Comtech, whatever they're called. Force link. <laughs> I wish they were Comtech. Yeah. Right. I got a Comtech store display, so I've been playing a lot more with my Comtech chips in the past couple of weeks than I have been w- with the Force Link, which I've still never got to work right. Well, yeah, the Comtech so, actually works. Exactly. It sounds like you know everybody's a Cylon, but uh, <laughs> you know it's otherwise it's cool. And then one other thing, and I know we don't talk about books on the show a lot, but just one thing I'm going to recommend because it was out of the blue is a book called The Movie-Making Magic of Star Wars Creatures and Aliens. I saw this a couple weeks ago. Uh, another person had it. And it's a, a really awesome book. It's 
it's not from DK. It's from Abrams. So it's, it's cool. And if you remember a couple of years ago, well, maybe 10 years ago now, there was like a sand suite book, like the star Wars archives or something that came with like, yeah. you know, reproductions and, you know, interactive things on the pages. That's what this has, but it's not like a DK book where it's like a dictionary, like an in-universe encyclopedia. It's all the creatures from episode four, so from A New Hope on through Solo, but sort of behind the scenes and how they designed the character and then how they made the the costumes and whatnot. It's a really, really cool book. And it's like $3 on Amazon um, for some a nice new hardcover book. There's no explanation why it's that price. It has been for a couple of weeks. So Star hey, Wars on. Creatures and Aliens. That's what I was going to ask. I'm on Amazon right now. <laughs> Sounds mean. Cool. If you know, if you have any interest in that sort of behind the scenes stuff, I recommend it. Cool. Right. Totally. Behind so, the scenes is getting rare in uh, the age of uh, Disney with Star Wars. You know, very secretive. Right? But aren't we getting one for Solo? Aren't we getting a behind the scenes book? The I mean, making of, yeah, next year. Yeah. Yeah, next year after they decide what what they can talk about and what they can't. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, there was no talk, so I've gone through the DVD now that it's been out. And yeah, there was no talk of uh, switching hands or anything like that. Is there a um, commentary track, a director commentary on that? There is not, and that's why uh, John Kasdan uh, put out those. If you haven't seen it yet, go to Twitter, look up, uh, you know, co-writer Larry Kasdan's uh, son, who co-wrote the film. Uh, he put out like, a, what, a five-page there's like 52 um, tweets or something yeah, or 52 50, facts, 52 facts about the filming of and why, you know, this happened and why that happened and what creatures weren't made the cut and why some did. And if he thinks there'll be a sequel and, you know, what went on at the box office is so it's interesting. It's really interesting. Yeah, cool. Uh, Jake, Thanks for the recommendation on the book there, Matt. I just ordered it. Cool. Yeah. It's, three bucks. I mean, go for it. <laughs> it's it's well worth it. Jake, what about you? Pick what'd you pick up recently? Oh man, um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, I'm trying to figure out where to start because you know it's it's kind of hard. You not not so much. Don't start the last time you're on the show. Start <laughs> like just recently, <laughs> last week or two. Oh, oh, okay. In that case, um, well, I did get. Uh, I haven't found any vintage figures, um, even though I'm hunting. Uh, I have found, or I uh, split a case of Wave 4 of the Force Link figures. So that's the ones that have, uh, you know, all the really cool solo characters. So Rio and Beckett and um, and Val and L3 um, and a Royal Guard is in there, which is, of course, just a repackage of the one from Toys R Us, uh, Target uh, three-pack exclusive. So those have been exciting, but that was just yesterday afternoon I got those, and we had a cable guy at our house, and I didn't know cable visits anymore. I haven't had cable, a new cable in years and years, and so it was like a three-hour visit, so kind of filled up my day. Um, let's see. Beyond that, what else have I got? Oh, I got um, um, the – I'm trying to think. What, oh, I picked up a couple of the new concept Hot Wheels vehicles, you know, the ones that were, uh, you know, not Macquarie, but um, uh, Colin Cantwell, the design ones. Okay. 
So I popped into a GameStop and I found a couple of those, which is really cool. Are those and, exclusive? Uh, are those exclusive to GameStop? No, they're no? just like the only one getting them. Oh, okay. And there's five in the series, and I got the X-wing and the Tie. So they also made a Star Destroyer, a um, a uh, the that Falcon, cruiser thing. yeah, the the Falcon that looks like a Tantive, right? Um, and then uh, it looks like um, the last one is a round version of the land speeder. So there's a couple more I want to hunt down um, for those. I picked up um, man, where where am I going? I've started. I found wave four finally of the little little. I know you're gonna love this, Jason. The the squishies, right? The little um, the little. Force, um, why can I not think of the name of them? What's the little blind packed figures that used to be battle pods? Oh. Force, uh, oh, they're not battle pods anymore. Microforce, microforce, there you go, microforce. So, I've almost put together a whole set of wave four, and the reason I did that is because Hasbro back in the day sent me a whole set of wave one. I only saw wave two at one target once, and I've never seen wave three. I only got Wave 3, one package of it, from another Hasbro box. So these things are like, if I want to collect the whole thing, it's like literally impossible because there's no rhyme or reason to what stores get them. I mean, my Target still has pegs full of Series 1. My Fred Meyer still has pegs full of season, Series 1. So I don't know. So I kind of buy them when I find them. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I'm behind on vehicles like crazy. I need the hover tank. I need both TIE fighters. I need the ATDP, uh, from Solo. Is it DP or DT? DP, right? DP. DP. Um, I bought Solo on digital. I've been listening to Solo, um, uh, audiobook, which is really cool. Um, oh, we're talking about Colin Cantwell. I picked up his autograph recently. Chris B picked that up for me because I had to be out of town when he was in Tacoma, like a mile from my house, and I was in another state. Um, let's see. I know there's more, but uh, oh, I got a bunch of uh, Galaxy's Edge merchandise, which is really cool. I had a buddy go down to Disney World. They had nothing. They had nothing. He went down to Disneyland like two weeks later for work, and they had some stuff still out. So um, – so, yeah, I got some, you know, pre-launch. It's like, you know, landing in 2019. So it's kind of like all this, you know, gear that will, you know, stop being that will that will be updated once the parks actually open and out. So, um, yeah, I got that. I got the candy droid from uh, speaking of Disney parks. They have the candy corn, right? Astromech. Mm-hmm. Yes. R2, yeah. Boo, R2, 18. Boo, 18. Yeah, Boo, 18. B-O, 18. But, yeah. So that's just a few things. I, I've been busy. There's, But I'm. it's weird. I've been buying so much, but I still feel crazy behind. There's so much stuff weirdly out in either Canada or, <laughs> or part of the country or wherever. After you posted those pictures of your um, new Forcelink figures, I got a little depressed about that because now I feel really behind myself. Like... Well, and here's the thing with those. I mean, I, and I, I split a case, and I got the short end of the case um, because I didn't order them. I just kind of piggybacked. And so <clears throat> I'm still missing figures from that line. The Quay and the oh, um, yeah. the Quay and the Han Mud Trooper are the only ones that are not double-packed. Mm-hmm. And so 
Um, so I still need those. Now I'm more focused on the Quay than I am the Mud Trooper because I think he is uh, what Yakface dropped a couple weeks ago that they're doing that big Stormtrooper set, right? The, of all the right. troopers from uh, Solo. Yeah, Target. And uh, Mud Trooper Han is in that set. So I doubt that those two figures are different. Hasbro hasn't been doing stuff like that, making subtle changes. So I think I'm really just focused on grabbing a Quay. Is that the Pike? Yeah, that's the Pike administrator on Kessel. Oh, great. They made that the hard one. Yep. And that's the one I want the most. Yeah, tell me about it. Hmm. All right. Uh, Chris, what about you? Uh, well, I found very little in action figure uh, world, but I've been very active um, picking up Royal Guard items. Uh, back in mid-August, I went to Chicago, and while I was there, I headed up to the North End to look for this uh, toy store to go check things out, and got there. They were shut, and a sign on the door says, sorry, away today at Wizard World. I'm like, Wizard World? So I go online, and eventually I figure out that Wizard World uh, Chicago is going on that weekend. So I'm able to jet out to the airport on the rail and uh, spend about half a day checking out uh, Wizard World Chicago, which was pretty cool. Um, ended up picking up a, a Royal Guard uh, coffee uh, coaster, sorry, table coaster with a Royal Guard on it. It was pretty awesome. And a few other small items. And uh, and then one item that was really cool that I, I managed to get a uh, seller on eBay to ship to me from Europe is a Royal Guard perfume. Oh. Yes. It's it's bizarre. It's odd that they would actually make a perfume. It's it's for women. Um, <laughs> labeled Come to the Dark Side. But yeah, it was, it was a difficult item to get because none of the retailers will ship it because it's a perfume and you can't ship perfumes via air well this guy bent the rules and did it for me anyways Ooh, so nice i got my hands on that european exclusive so uh and i bought a large lot of those 1983 uh 7-eleven tumbler cups and someone found it, entire sleeves unopened uh from the vintage days and i got an entire sleeve of royal guard uh, cups and I've been trying to sell a few of them off trying to recoup some of my cost of buying a whole, 26 of them at one time but uh, they're pretty awesome and uh, they're, they're just all in perfect condition but the, the finest thing I've been able to pick up is my pre-order of my Hot Toys Royal Guard finally showed up and this is my first experience with Hot Toys and it's so beautiful <laughs> It's so beautiful. Um, I, I did a whole video on the Royal Guard Collectors Group on Facebook and actually did a, a brief walkthrough of my collection and then did an unboxing of it online. The packaging is exquisite. The figure is beautiful. I, I'm so happy with it. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds really awesome. Watch yeah. out, hot toys can lead you down a dark path there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm waiting. They, they did the Emperor with the Royal Guard, and I'm waiting for my Emperor. Uh, so. They'll probably yeah. release a Shadow one next, right? Sure. Do it all in black. One and... Yeah, that'd be an easy uh, repaint. But yeah. uh, no, I think I'm good. I'm good. I've got. There's a guy on Facebook that's doing a run of Force Pikes, like milled aluminum and like 
totally screen accurate that I'm looking at possibly buying in on. So nice. Good stuff. Nice. Oh, Jason, I have one other thing I just bought. Um, It's called the Star Wars Aliens book for $3 on Amazon. Um, You know what I also just bought? I also bought they did The Last Jedi in little golden book form. Mm -hmm. And while I was buying that, uh, I saw that they have a little uh, golden book for Solo that's set to come out in December. Mm -hmm. So the only... Film they haven't created one, and I just don't know how you would make it so little goldeny. Is uh, Rogue One? They don't have one for Rogue One. Yeah, you know, this week I picked up the Solo Read Along rec- uh, CD Storybook Pack. Oh, that's right. I need. Yes, that. and so now they've done one for every film except Rogue One. I know. I think with those golden books, they just they gotta embrace the oddity and just go totally dark on it. It's like a <laughs> golden book story for children. They do not want to tell children the story of Rogue One, where every character that you like dies. <laughs> um, just how much just did you do get it, it from for? Uh, Darth Vader's point of view. Then it's all good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Was it six, seven bucks, Jason? Uh, it's like seven. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't very expensive. Probably seven at the most. Yeah, it's six ninety nine. Get it tomorrow on Amazon. So mm-hmm. that's probably a fair enough deal. Yeah. Um, I also was I was at uh, in Orlando last week and uh, got to go to um, Disney Springs, and I picked up the R four B O O eighteen. Um, All right, yeah. candy corn. I wasn't yeah. collecting these, and uh, somehow Jake conned me into buying one pack at Celebration last year. <laughs> now I'm <laughs> collecting them, unfortunately. I also bought, which was pretty cool, was the Solo 4-pack of uh, Astromech droids. Oh, yeah. And this was needed because Hasbro's kind of been skimpy on this kind of stuff. So, well, don't you think that's why? Don't you think they've just kind of like... I, I honestly believe since... The license, the term Build-A-Droid has been rented mm-hmm. by Disney from Hasbro. Hasbro's amount of Astromex in three and three quarter has just taken a steep dive. I mean, yeah. other than that Entertainment Earth set, what, last year or something? Right. With the cool R2 box, Hasbro has just not been putting these out. And I wonder if there's some part of that contract language that was like, yeah, this is we're not going to do that because Disney needs to do that. It's possible. It's a shame. It's a shame. Yeah. But you know what? I've seen Solo now five times, and I still can't tell you a word just about any of those astromechs. Yeah, I was going to try to place these droids somewhere in that new place at the that cardboard uh, Vandor Vandor playset. But you know, the Kessel playset should be coming out soon, right? And where is that? At Walmart? Is there any kind of that's a Walmart exclusive? Is there any street date for that? You're expecting a Walmart exclusive to come out right now in 2018? You're crazy. On a street date? <laughs> Am I going to have to order that from overseas China? Like, I, like I have the other Walmart exclusives this yeah. year? I think, I, think I got Walmart's my Mipan Trooper and my Ray. Yeah. What's that, Ryan? I think Walmart's a little constipated with their exclusives. Yeah. I'm really bummed out about that because really, I really like that Vandor 1 set, and I'm really looking forward to Kessel. But I'm a little, like, worried that Walmart won't be getting it. 
Or maybe um, it'll be in Canada like everything else right now. Well, I, you know, and I was thinking that too. I mean, that's the feeling that Canada's getting everything. But uh, as I get more feedback from folks, uh, I hear that it's the six inch that Canada is dominating. Yeah. The six inch and the twelve inch, they don't, they, they can't find like barely even wave two of Force Link. So you know, so I don't, I don't think the three and three quarter are hitting like it should just about anywhere except online. Mm-hmm. And even like those figures that I grabbed, uh, the the wave four. Those only had a finite amount of cases that sold out very quickly, and so that retailer doesn't even have them anymore. So who knows when that anything three and three quarter related is going to show up? I'm hoping as stores start to do holiday resets that they start putting stuff out. The Disney store is supposedly getting some of this stuff. Hopefully they do. Um, also, there's a lot of good stock to be found late October to early November. I think it's yeah. the second week of November. I have had the best luck hunting for figures year by year by year. It's always that second week in November that is just awesome hunting. Yeah, I guess I, I'm just getting a little down seeing all our friends in Canada post all this, all these finds at Toys R Us. <laughs> okay, and then what else I got? The other thing I got was the Admiral Piet 6-inch Black Series figure. And he's really nice, but, you know, I was somehow – I ordered two. I didn't even realize it. I ordered – pre-ordered one in the beginning of July, and then I pre-ordered another one sometime in August. Somehow, just forgot. So two of them showed up. So I have an extra one. Um, And I think that's about it for me as far as recent pickups. Okay. The main topic of this episode is the 1984 vintage Kenner vehicles, playsets, etc. These were the vehicles and playsets released approximately, you know, late 83 through 84. Um, kind of the second push for Return of the Jedi by Kenner. Um, we talked a little bit before the show, and it turns out most of us did not have this stuff as kids. So our fuzzy memories on this stuff will be short to non-existent. But since we're, go- <laughs> but we can't stop. We've been we started this five years ago. We got to cover everything. Should wait till we get to droids and Ewoks. Yes, Ooh. that's gonna be <laughs> special <laughs> guest cast. <laughs> yes, we are gonna have to bring in some other people for those. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, anyways, anyways. 1984, we'll go around the room like normal. The B-Wing Fighter. And Ryan, I'll go with you. Uh, I did not have this as a kid. Uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't think I even saw it as a kid. I remember seeing a picture in the catalog. I don't think that was even a picture the toy was. I know like the, the shuttle had a... Um, an artist rendition type thing, but was the B-Wing, was that actual toy in the catalog or not? I don't remember. So, yeah, I never had the B-Wing <laughs> as a kid, but uh, I, I have had it for quite a while now as an adult. I picked it sometime, picked it up sometime in the 90s. And for the longest time, I had it with its wings and not the guns. And I want to say it was three, four years ago, I ran into somebody who just had a busted up B-Wing, and they had the guns, and I wanted to buy the guns from them, and they just gave them to me, which was awesome. So uh, I actually completed my B-Wing. Um, it's a cool toy. I was really impressed with it. You know, It's got the little, uh, what's that called, gyroscopic cockpit that uh, 
that'll uh, stay up and you know, little knob on the engine that'll make the wings move and landing gear. It's a pretty cool toy, and obviously the mold was good enough that uh, Hasbro's never updated it other than the interior of the cockpit. Everything else has stayed the same all these years. Matt, what about you? What, what, are, you, what are your thoughts on the Clear. B-Wing fighter? Um, I did not have the B-Wing as a kid, um, but um, my cousin did, and we shared Christmas. So, you know, if he got a toy at Christmas, I'd usually get to play with it for a while. So I did have some, you know, I, I knew about it when I was a kid. I messed around with it, and it was cool. You know, I... Uh, uh, yeah, I sort of wanted one, but never got it until, you know, in the 90s when they, you know, I started going back and filling up holes in the collection. And it's you know, like Ryan said, I mean, a lot of the things we're going to talk about today, they've held up, you know, their molds that they're still using for stuff. So, um, you know, then the gyroscopic cockpit was was neat. It was a cool little thing for the time and pretty good sized you know you get your you got your money's worth with it so yeah winner uh jake what about you yeah like ryan said this is um this vehicle was not on my radar at all as a kid um did not have it i inherited my buddies uh you know had a handful of buddies i went to school with uh high school and uh, you know they eventually passed on their collections to me because they weren't into them um, so I, I have a child, I have one from my buddy's childhood, but not mine. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, it is impressive that this Kenner mold from, well, you know, probably worked on in 82, um, 82, 83, you know, is still all the way up into the two thousands being used, right? They, they redid it once in the power of the force two line, or was it power of the Jedi? Power of the Jedi is when they redid it and then, uh, or re-released it with new stickers and uh, and then they did it for the what was it called the Blade Squadron um, from the comic book series where they actually came with multiple sets of stickers. So, oh, were those are the ones that were kind of orange or something? Yeah, well, they they, they had one that um, well it, it was kind of you know it didn't have it came with like three sheets of stickers, three or four okay. sheets of stickers, so you could put on and make wh- whosoever's in that squadrons gotcha. you can make their specific b-wing so i only bought one but um but yeah you had the potential there to make multiples is um, that a kmart exclusive or was that toys r us uh that I, one was the toys r us that wasn't okay. the vintage collection and the vintage uh, collection one was the t- yeah and then the vintage collection did it as well so hmm. was that toys r us or was it previews because there was a couple previews exclusives at that time too I think it was Toys R Us. Question. Okay. I know it was Red Package Legacy. I'm pretty sure it was Red yeah. Package Legacy is the box it came in. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that, that mold, they've decided, you know, never to revisit that mold. And there's very few things from the Kenner era. Obviously, figures don't count because they don't have those molds. But from the actual, um, you know, vehicle lines that they've just always kept and going with. So it's an impressive mold. Um it was never my favorite vehicle. I don't know for what reason. Maybe because I didn't have it for as a kid. But regardless, uh, yeah, it holds up. All right. Yeah, I've got it done as a Toys R Us. Okay. Exclusive. Yeah. Uh, Chris, what are your thoughts on the Kenner B-Wing from 1984? Yeah, I, again, like everyone else, never had this one. 
this has always seemed like a really weird ship to me. I it, it has an allure, but it also it's it's something really strange about it. I ne- I don't remember ever seeing it as a kid, um, and I and I don't even have a modern one to this day. Um, they just they're big space hogs, and uh, yeah, I don't. <laughs> it's it's pretty cool, and uh, I don't. Know. Yep, I never had this. You know, a lot of this stuff from 1984. For me, 1984, if I had enough money for a vehicle, it was going to be a G.I. Joe vehicle. Um, the Hasbro really was killing it this year on G.I. Joe. And so it's probably why I don't have any of this stuff. But um, I do think it's a good vehicle. I have I only have the re-release from the oh, what, Power of the Jedi. Um, but I do plan on eventually adding the original to my um, vintage collection. It's on my list. I just haven't got there yet. But, uh, yeah. Well, at least you waited till prices were pretty low. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, next is the Ewok Assault Catapult. Uh, Ryan, back to you on this one. Darn. I, don't, I actually don't have this one. I didn't have this one. Am I still on? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So my computer made a sound. Um, I did not have this one as a kid. Uh, I loved Ewoks. I loved Ewok everything, and yet somehow I never got around to this. A couple other things we're going to talk about here that I did. Um, I eventually picked this up. I don't even remember where. <laughs> uh, I, I know I got it eventually, uh, fully complete and everything. Uh, I, I don't think I've ever launched any boulders with it, so I don't know how well it works. Um, I know this later on was attached to the um, – uh, wagon, the Ewok battle wagon for the Robin Hood stuff, and I have that one too. But uh, yeah, uh, it's the same mold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's oh, nice. having the skull on top of the battle wagon. They have the Ewok catapult on top mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, that's cool. True story. Hmm. Matt, did your cousin did you... let you play with this set? <laughs> <laughs> I never had this set, and I still don't. So I will have to. Uh... <laughs> You know, pass. Okay. <laughs> Jake. Um, I bought this set about five years ago. Uh, yeah, no, I didn't have these. You know, you, you said you uh, dove deep into Joe at this time. Um, I was still about a year out from Joe. 90, 85, 86 is my sweet spot uh, when I started to become a Joe addict. Um, I was big into He-Man at this point, so I know that I was probably playing with the Rotan and Faker, and um, I wasn't picking up these, you know, which is ironic because Return of the Jedi was like my film as a kid. You know, I love Empire now, but Jedi, I was all about Jedi. Um, but yeah, the toys not not as much as you know Empire. So no, I don't. I don't have it uh, as a kid. I do have it now. I do also have the Sherwood, you know, battle wagon or Robin Hood wagon. So I have both versions now, and uh, you know, it, it, it's a cool set. It's um, and it's <clears throat> I I like it because it's a great um, you know, a diorama builder. It's um, it's not something you know we get in the modern line. Uh, it, it's more complicated. It's more, you know, it, it is, it's got lots of little pieces and nets and stuff, and they just don't produce stuff like that, right? Uh, in the, you know, line for the last while. So, 
Um, I do I do value it for one of those reasons. Okay. Well, they did like a vintage collection version of this. Yeah, there's a Kmart exclusive one. I was just looking at it. Oh, you know what? You're absolutely is right. Is that a different? I, is that a different mold, or is that the same yes. mold? Different. Yes. It's, yeah, it's different it's mold. It's a different mold. But to my defense, I haven't opened it yet, so okay. that's why I'm not remembering that correctly. All right. Oh, time you're to open right. your toys. You're not a. You're a loose collector. I am, but when you have too much, you know. <laughs> I've seen your basement. I know. Right. Problem. Uh, <laughs> Chris, what about you? Oh God, I I don't even think I was aware of this one having been made as a kid. Like like you, I got transitioned over onto GI Joe right about this time, and boy, I probably never even saw this until I was an adult or was aware of its existence. I have the new one that was made by, uh, that was a, a Kmart exclusive a few years ago back in the vintage collection, which is pretty cool. It goes next to my Ewok hut and. But, yeah, this is one that would have been really low on my list as far as I would have had to have just about everything else before I would have sought this thing out. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, but there's, there's just nothing that would have drawn me to it. So Yeah. Yeah, they didn't put any iconic characters, you know, pilot in it. I mean, if they would have put Maydeen in one of these or, or you know, you know, someone we're familiar with, it would probably have been more attractive to a lot of us. Yeah, I did not have this. Um, like I said, I was pretty much out at this point. I still don't have that, so but it's something I do plan on adding to my collection, like a lot of this stuff. I don't know what the prices are on these, but hopefully I don't have to spend too much when I decide to get it. So, yeah. Um, next, we're going to move on to something kind of similar, a little pack, the Ewok Combat Glider. Ryan. Are, are you ready for this? Yes. I had this as a kid. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I did have this. Uh, I still have the basic wing structure of this as a kid. Um, I was eight years old when I had this, and I decided to see if it would actually fly. It doesn't, and um, anybody who's ever had this knows it has a little cross piece, plastic piece that attaches to the big wing, and then uh, another little piece to hold the Ewok in place. Um, that cross piece broke uh, when I threw it, and it did not land well, and so I've had that wing just forever, and uh, I, I think I still have the broken cross piece somewhere, but it did not, it, it never had an Ewok on it for a long time. I may have even kept some of the boulders for a while. But uh, a while back at uh, the old toy stable, I was able to pick a boxed one of these up for about 30 or 35 bucks. So I finally got a completed Ewok glider back into my collection. But I did have this. I really enjoyed it uh, until it didn't fly well. Gotcha. Matt? Did not have it as a kid. Didn't play with it as a kid. Uh, got it. Uh, late 90s, same time I got my Ewok Village. Um, it's pretty cool. I mean, I like how you know you can plug the Ewok in it, and you know it, you know, fits. You know, it's a good toy synergy back from the 80s. Uh, but uh, you know, simple, simple sort of thing, and it was actually in the movie, so it's better than you know a lot of mini rigs. So you know, which sort of wish I had it back then. And I did not move on to Joe. I moved on to Lego, which now I'm thinking is sort of a regression. But <laughs> whatever, you know. Yeah, 
by 84, I was really into Lego stuff, but I did pick up a few of these toys. All right. Uh, Jake? Um, no, did not have it as a kid. I have it now. Um, it's it's kind of one of the more common pieces. I mean, granted, it's not always um, complete when you find it, but I see a lot of people. I see a lot of, like Matt said, when he picked up his Ewok Village, that's how I always see this glider. I think there's a lot of people that think this glider is an accessory to the Ewok Village because numerous times I've seen Ewok Villages sitting there and always has the glider, and I always ask, and they're like, oh, yeah, it's included. I'm like, okay. <laughs> All right, Chris, what about you? Uh, never had it, never saw it as a kid, wasn't aware of it until I was an adult. I'm surprised no one has mentioned how uh, ripe it is for humor. Um, take pictures, look at pictures of it, it's just ripe with uh, humor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's yes. uh, one of these days I may pick it up. Uh, it would be a nice accessory to go along with an Ewok village, which I don't have yet either, but. Um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yep. Yep, same here. Didn't have it. Didn't really, you know. You see this thing, or you see, like, the Cobra Claw from G.I. Joe, and you're going with the Cobra Claw. Because right. <laughs> um, that's a hang glider that has missiles and bombs and machine guns. Oh, yeah. as, a, as opposed to two little rocks. The nut slider? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, this thing is cool, and it, like I like I keep saying, I plan on getting this at some point. It's just one of those things I've been holding off on. All right. Um, okay. Next, we're moving on to something much larger than these: the Imperial shuttle. This has to be the large, I think, the largest vintage vehicle, maybe largest vehicle ever. Um. I don't know. Uh, Ryan, thoughts on the Imperial Shuttle? Uh, it's an awesome ship. Uh, I did not have it as a kid. Um, I I knew it existed just because I know in the catalog they had like a, a like a line art drawing of it, but I had never seen it in the store. I did not know it actually came out was an actual toy. In fact, I looked back at that and thought, oh, they had an artist rendition, but never actually put it out. It never happened. Uh, when I found out it did happen, I got really excited, and this was in the early days of like Usenet stuff. I was on um, the message boards and such back in like '95, and I wanted a uh, shuttle, and I bought one. And this is da- this is before eBay and all that. I bought one for $125, tremendously expensive at the time for me, a college kid, and uh, it didn't have that side door, and I was one of that side door. I could never find anybody selling it. And later on, I had a friend who decided to sell off a bunch of his stuff, and he had like two or three shuttles in with it. And he uh, said, I, I asked, okay, I'll sell them for you, but I'm going to keep the door on one of them for my own. And so I made the deal so I could complete mine. Uh, I love this shuttle. It's an amazing vehicle as far as how big it is. It looks great. Obviously, they reused this mold uh, later on with both the uh, FAO Schwartz and Target exclusive. Uh, modern equivalents, and they've never updated really anything outside. It didn't have the electronics in the modern ones. Uh, it could use maybe some updates in the cockpit and on the inside of the little uh, module or whatever, you know, where, where you put your crew or whatever you want to say. 
But um, I, the outside looks great. I, this is still the shuttle I use for my Emperor's Arrival diorama, uh, and it looks great for that. Yeah, the uh, the the in the in the in the old in the the Kenner toy catalog that came with the toys back then, it just says uh, there's a drawing of it. And it shows it flying and shooting, and it says actual toy not represented. Yeah. Pictured is a drawing of vehicle from the Star Wars movie Return of the Jedi. And this began, this started some confusion with me because when the mini rig that came out that looks like looks like an <laughs> Imperial shuttle, I thought that's what actually it turned out to be. And so I was kind of disappointed and I don't think it was until the 90s that I actually realized that no, they actually did an enormous Imperial shuttle. Yeah. Um, Matt, did you have this? I did. This was Whoa. the last big thing that I got. I got it for Christmas, uh, whatever year it came out. I had to have, I mean, it was, it was sort of like the ad at of return of the Jedi and that it was something that I loved. And I looked, I hoped that they would make a toy of, and then when they did, I had to have it. So, I did get it. I, I actually got some. I remember playing around with it, you know, even though I was thirteen or whatever. But you know, the the way the wings came down and all that, it, I thought it was great. You know, I've still got it, and on my display rack, it's you know, I you know didn't play with it so much that I lost any of the parts or broke any of it, so it's still in in real nice shape. But yeah, it was the you know Christmas. 80, 80, would it have been 84 or 83? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I did. This would have been my last big star Wars get as a kid and it was worth it. And yeah, I mean, again, a testament that they kept using the mold up to what, 10 years ago. So, um, and you know, they are exactly apart from the electronics, exactly the same. So, you know, well done to those guys. Yeah, I wonder if they were up. if they were to re I know people this I think this vehicle is still in demand. I think the aftermarket on the re-releases even is quite high. Oh, absolutely. I, I think the target's still going for over four hundred dollars, and that was a fifty dollar doorbuster special. Yeah, and I wonder how much if they did decide to re-release this vehicle in the vintage collection or something for the thirty forty. I don't know. Well, the 35th anniversary is gone. 40th anniversary of Jedi. How much would it cost for them to put this vehicle back out? 200 bucks? 300? Yeah, I was thinking 200 being hopeful. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, it's probably, especially if the wings are down, comparable in size to that six-inch TIE fighter, the Black Series, you know, TIE fighter, yes, in terms of pure space and probable, like, amount of plastic used in the in the process but you know i don't yeah it would be expensive i mean i don't yeah. think they're gonna don't think that that's in the cards probably it not. Would do well though I, I have no question it would do well in a vintage box oh <laughs> uh jake did you have the imperial shuttle now this one i did have actually i did have this this was like matt this is a a centerpiece for uh, a Christmas or Easter. I can't recall which one. We got pretty spoiled on Easter, too. So Easter mornings looked a lot like Christmas mornings in our house. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I did have this. It um, 
it couldn't surpass the play value of the Falcon. The Falcon was just fantastic. And the reason I say the Falcon is because they both have those handles. They're both meant to be flown around. Um, but, you know, the, the, the thing with being a little kid and having this ginormous uh, uh, shuttle, and if you hit the trigger, those wings come down, and sometimes they get you in the face and sometimes the head and the shoulder. So it was more of a parked vehicle, not one you really did rip around and play with, at least mine was. And then over time, my wings started to, like, not stay totally up all the time. They would get loose and flop down. And so um, I had it. I played with it. But it wasn't, you know, it was like for smuggling people inside. You know, you want to put them in that little chamber and use the little ramp to get them in and out of. Um, It didn't have the same, I didn't have the same attachment to it that I did, like the Falcon or the Troop Transport, where you could put all the different figures in them and box it up and, so the the play value wasn't as good for me, but um, I still played with it. All right. Um, Chris, over to you. I love, love this vehicle. This design is just exquisite. Not to mention, it is the vehicle that brought us the Royal Guards that they yeah. came filing out of. <laughs> love to say, I never had it as a kid. I do remember seeing pictures of it, hearing of it. It's just, it's like, I was already moving away from Star Wars at that point, but that was kind of like seeing your ex-girlfriend and going, wow, you look really good. Yeah, but it never pulled me back. But, oh, God, I loved it. I just, oh. So um, modern-wise, I ended up getting the uh, 2006 uh, Target exclusive. I was actually out of the country when that was released, and I luckily my mom was able to go out and pick one up for me. So I managed to get one that way. Uh, the aftermarket on those things have now gone really crazy, but that's just, it's an awesome vehicle. And if you love Jedi, it's one you've just got to have. Yes. The target, the target reissue was um, actually a exact replica of the FAO Schwartz one that came out in the saga line and uh, the attack of the clones saga line. And that sucker when I bought it, I worked downtown Seattle at the time, and I took uh, the bus down from Seattle to Tacoma, and that's about a 45-minute bus ride. Um, I bought that on my lunchtime, and that box is so ginormous. I, I agree, Matt. I would almost say I still have it in the garage somewhere. I bet it was. I bet it's bigger than a um, Tie Fighter Black Series box. Um, but I took it on public transit with me and you should have seen the death stares I got because this thing had to take up a whole nother seat. <laughs> and so <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. it was a huge box. It's ginormous. And it came with a couple of figures too, right? The, 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 the FEL shorts one and the yeah. target one came yeah. with like Vader, uh, the, the 500th Vader and then the saga Royal guard. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I um have both. I have the vintage one. A friend uh, about eight eight or nine years ago gave me gave me one um, missing a bunch of pieces, and then it took me a couple years to to find all the missing pieces, like the ramp and the door, and uh, I think one other piece on the back. But I eventually did collect everything, so I have a complete one now. It looks great. Um, I kind of wish I had more vintage uh, Royal Guards to display with it. But uh, maybe someday I'll get a few more. 
Um, and yeah, and the modern re-release is great too. I, I like them both. So this is a great vehicle. Didn't know about it until the 90s though. Just one of those things that uh, just escaped me. Um, next it's on, a great vehicle, but yeah. I have no desire to have them make a new one. Okay. Did anyone ever play with it as Shuttle Tidarium and not as the Emperor's Shuttle? Never. 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 Mm. I, I, I have why. my. I don't know. I have <laughs> the Target re-release as a Shuttle Tidarium parked on the in my Endor diorama. See, that's a good idea. Yeah. Moving on, the uh, second version of the Job of the Hut Dungeon, another Sears exclusive, came. It was this time. It was tan instead of gray. The base, the base of the the set. This is kind of a reworking of the um, Droid Factory playset from 79, I think. And this time it came with EV-99, Barada, and Amanaman. So those three figures are a little more rare than the figures that came with the first set for sure. Um... So there it is. Ryan, do you have this uh, this second release of this Sears playset? I think I only have the first release, really. Um, it wasn't something I ever had as a kid. I don't think I even saw the second release as a kid. Um, obviously, I have the figures, but yeah, I no, no, I don't think I have this at all. All right. On to you, Matt. Yeah, I did get this one. Um, whenever there was a set that came with figures... I seem to get it at Christmas. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but, I mean, what's the news about it? I mean, it's the same as, you know, all the others. Yeah. Um, you know, it just probably meant that I did not have the coins for those figures, you know, along with, uh, you know, when I got the rest of the, you know, Power of the Jedi guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Power of the Force, not Power of the Jedi. Power of the Force. Uh, okay. Um, Jake, do you have this set? No, but as an adult, I wished I had because those figures were, and a man, a man cost me some money when I eventually had to buy it down the road. Um, but yeah, no, I didn't have the set. I, um, you know, uh, actually I still have yet to add it to the collection. So, uh, it is on my to-do list. Yeah. This one's a little trickier to find than the first one. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Chris, what about you? Uh, never had it. Never knew about it. I'm sure I was probably out of collecting by uh, Star Wars by the time this thing came out. Um, I even remember the first version of it as a kid. Uh, yeah, at least the figures that came with it are pretty good ones in the second version. The first version didn't have that great of figures that came with it. Um but yeah, as a modern collector, yeah, it's a fantastic figures that came with the second version. Um, yeah, I guess they changed the mold, so it's not it's not a hundred percent like the the, the Droid Factory because I had the Droid Factory. As yeah, they, it is modified somewhat from the Droid Factory. Right, that wouldn't have made any sense to have all those part uh, insets. Yeah. yeah, and then not give you the parts. <laughs> yeah. Although I wouldn't have been surprised if they would have done that. <laughs> it's, just, it's, a, it's a weird set. Yeah. Yeah. You it, can... it, it smacks of desperation. 
You know, you can almost reenact if you put the uh, power droid, the gong droid, on it. You can almost react re- reenact that scene from Jedi. However, the the little the foot peg where you would actually attach him to to make it look correct, I think it doesn't. It's a little too small to hang the gong droid on. So you can kind of just stand him up. I don't know. It, it doesn't quite work. Um, I have the gray one, and I may get this one at some point, but it's definitely low on my want list. It would be after I have the Assault Catapult and the Ewok Combat Glider and the B-Wing and some other things I'm missing. But maybe someday, if I see it cheap enough. Well, neither of the Job of the Hut dungeons had the same mold as the as the Droid Factory. Yeah, but it's similar. I mean, they both got rid of the, uh, the like Chris was saying, the the parts for the pieces. Yeah, yeah, but the base is similar. They, I think oh, they it's worked. The same toy. They worked yeah. it. They worked it. They worked worked that mold somehow. Right. Reworked it. Um, okay, next. It's probably a fan favorite. Uh, the Rancor Monster. <laughs> Everybody loves a Rancor Monster. Come on. Ryan, did you have the Rancor Monster when you were a kid? Indeed, I did. Um, I actually got this for my eighth birthday. Uh, we moved up to Washington State. We we got here exactly on July 1st of 1984, and my birthday is at the end of July. And I don't know if my parents bought it before we moved or what, but that was like my birthday gift uh, when I turned eight then. And I still have it. In fact, uh, this... Rancor has been used in student films when I was in high school. <laughs> um, I remember doing some Japanese movie where we, we had it like peeking out of the bushes talking to people because it had the little lever to make the, the jaw go up and down. Uh, we were able to use it for that. Um, but, yeah, I loved the Rancor. I, I think it's a great, great uh, creature from the vintage era. Uh, and he is going to reside with my other Rancors in the new Jabba's dungeon I'm building. Cool. Uh, Matt, did you have the Rancor? No, I never did, and I still don't. Huh. So what? I really got nothing. I, yeah, I still don't. How do you not have the Rancor? Because uh, I got the other, I got the modern Rancors, and that oh, was get the Rancor. Get the Rancor. I, I no, I will. You got to get the list. Rancor. <laughs> when I got back into vintage, that was like one of the first things I grabbed. What is your Rancor keeper keeping? <laughs> is he just uh, crying? Put him to work. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll get on it right now. I'll, I gotta go. I'm going to eBay. Yes, you gotta have the Rancor. <laughs> gotta have it. Uh, Jake, did you have the Rancor? Oh, yeah. This thing got lots of play. It ate uh, many a Gamorrean guard. Um, my buddy had one as well, and I think I've heard the story multiple times. Um, uh, he got his Yoda stuck inside it, so... My buddy, uh, Rancor, is uh, permanently ingesting Yoda. Uh, so that always made me worried, so I didn't put much in mine. Um, it's kind of like the time I put, a, uh, I think, a penny in my Clash of the Titans Pegasus, and it never came out, and so it rattles now, or it did. I sold it at a toy show, and I totally regret it. So now I keep going to local shows and trying to, like, wi- try to... <laughs> jiggle every pegasus i see oh. to see if i could find mine 
That is sad. sad. That is sad. The thought of you going from toy show to toy show, looking for that Pegasus, shaking each one, looking for your lost one. That's sad. That makes me sad. (laughs) But if you ever get lucky, and if you ever get profoundly lucky, that is just going to be like an amazing moment. Oh, I know. I I shake everyone. I hit when I go. They're always behind glass. I'm like, I need you to open this case. Um, it irritated me as a kid, but, uh, but yeah, no, uh, Rancor was awesome. Uh, totally awesome. They, they tend to break though. Mine didn't break, but I've seen a handful whose arms came off. So, yeah. Um, you know, I, I think, yeah, go ahead. Go, if, if your Rancor is broken, uh, this guy Toy Poloy on YouTube right. has a really good video on how to, uh, fix the Rancor. So, Highly suggested. Toy Poloy on YouTube. He has a really good fix for broken arms on Rancors. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he can, fix, he can fix a lot of stuff. For sure. Um, for sure. But yeah, no, he, he got a lot of play. And uh, Matt, just another reason I would say make sure you get this on a toy run and eventually down the road is because it is by far my favorite sculpt. Now, I've done, I know they've done Rancor like three times since then but i literally think it is by far my favorite sculpt it might not be the most accurate but there's something about the aesthetic of that toy him having his head a little more uh narrow than like the hasbro versions that have come since it Mm -hmm. um it it looks aesthetically it's a really cool looking monster uh chris what about you yeah it's it's a beautiful monster and for the Kenner line, it is very screen accurate. I mean, it looks really great. I did never had one as a kid. Um, I'm possibly vaguely familiar with being aware of it, its existence at the time. I only recently picked one up, and about the last year ago, I, I bought a large lot off of a friend through one of the forums, and he came with that lot, and I was really thrilled to get my hands on it, and a pretty nice one. Uh, he's in great shape. Uh, I've got Luke stand there with him. I, I need to pick up an extra Gamorrean or something for him to be holding on to or chewing on. But uh, that's a great uh, monster. And uh, if you've got a Jedi focus, you need to get yourself a uh, Jedi uh, Rancor. If you have a Star Wars focus, if you, if you can go like <laughs> any vintage Star Wars, you got to get your Rancor. Um, I didn't have this as a kid, although my good friend Brett, who lived uh, in, my neighbor, in, in my town... He was my Star Wars buddy growing up, and he had it, and he had built this great dungeon for a playset out of wood, and so I was always a little envious that he had that Rancor, um, but I didn't end up getting one until the 90s, but when I got back into collecting and I got back into collecting vintage Star Wars toys, the Rancor was one of the first things on my list to get. And it was pretty affordable back then. I don't know what what they're, what they're like now, but I think these are in pretty good supply. Um, next is the Thai Interceptor, a uh, very cool, my opinion, version of the Thai Fighter with some reworked wings. Um, Ryan, what about what did you have this Thai Interceptor growing up? Um, I think I've said on an earlier show, I never actually had a TIE fighter at all as a kid. Uh, not one of them. Uh, for some reason, I don't even know why. But the TIE Interceptor is probably my favorite of all the TIEs. And I picked one of these up 
I think this might have been the old um, um, news groups back in the 90s as well. I did a lot of deals on that. And I picked up my TIE Interceptor. Uh, it, it's missing one of the buttons to shoot off one of the wings, but everything fits together fine, so I don't care. Uh, and, I mean, yeah, it's just the ball cockpit from the other TIE Fighters with new wings on it. But those wings are so cool. And uh, it always, I always just love the look of this. Um, but, I mean... What, what can we say about it? it has new wings on it that are has sticker panels. The cockpit's exactly the same, just a new paint job. So there's not a whole lot to say on this. Yeah. Uh, Matt, what about you? Did not have it as a kid, um, but it was one of the first when I, I this and this is one that I pro, I don't remember being aware of because I liked the tie interceptor in the movie, so I might have been. You know, interested in getting it if I had known about it, but so I did get it in the late night. It was one of the first holes that I filled, you know, when I got back into collecting. It's it's a cool design, and you know they, you know, all they had to do was sculpt some new wings, and they did a pretty good job. So you know, it looks it looks like what it's supposed to do, what it's supposed to be, and I always liked all the Tie Fighters, the Darth Vader and the the regular ones, so. Sort of wish I had had it as a kid, but I'm glad to have it now. And Jake, did you have the uh, tie interceptor as a kid? Very similar story to Ryan. I didn't have any ties growing up. Those just weren't uh, weren't something that I uh, was given or got or asked for. So I did not. Um, I have this vehicle now, again, inherited from a buddy who passed his collection on to me. So... Um, yeah, so no, I have no memories of playing with it, but I agree with all who say it is by far the coolest. And I think I still feel that way. I still think it is the coolest of all the ties. We got the tie, we got the interceptor, we got the bomber, which is kind of cool. We have the striker, which isn't as much for me, um, from Rogue One. And we even now have the tie brute, which is in Solo, and that's just more or less a modified uh, bomber, so... Um, I still think it's like the coolest. So I guess we have the Tide Defender now that uh, Rebels is canon, and they brought that in. I guess that's pretty cool, but still, the Interceptor is where it's at. And Chris, what about you? Uh, I had the, the, the first release of the basic TIE Fighter. I had Vader's TIE Fighter. I did not have this one. I don't even remember seeing this one as a kid. I love this design. It's fantastic. I ended up getting the, the vintage collection one off Amazon several years ago when it was on clearance for like half price or something. But yeah, it's a fantastic vehicle. Um, yeah, they've used, they basically used that same inner core for all of them, didn't they, back in the vintage days? Yeah. They, yeah. yeah. Yep. They just slap different wings on. That's a pretty, uh, yeah. Um, no, great vehicle. I wish I'd had it. Sadly, I did not. Mm-hmm. I did not have it either. Still don't have it. It's on my to get list. Uh, next, we're going to move to some mini rigs. The couple new ones in 84. The Desert Scale. Scale. The Desert Sail Skiff. And back to Ryan. I had this as a kid. Um, I actually loved this. I thought it was this and the ISP six were like I thought were really cool because they give you an option 
to get larger vehicles but in smaller versions, and it really took that just off-screen view type thing to the next level because they're just kind of smaller versions of what we see, and it totally fits in. And I, I thought this was a really cool vehicle. I don't think they – I knew they actually released the skiff itself later on. Uh, I, I Again, I think they had a picture in the little pamphlet of the skiff from the movie, but um, I'd never actually seen that. But this Desert Sailed skiff, I, I, I bought this. I want to say I bought it at Fred Meyer, honestly, here in uh, at the Totem Lake Fred Meyer of all places in uh, when I moved, after I moved to Washington. And I thought it was cool. This was usually a ship I had Boba Fett piloting. He was almost always in this going around. I don't know why. I don't know if he was on the box and that's what made me do it or what. But uh, I thought it was really cool. And when I moved recently, um, this ship actually got damaged. My my original one got damaged. And it has a little deal like when you turn the, the cockpit controls, the wings, what is it, the skiffs, I don't know what you want to call them, on the side, they uh, they move. And the little piece that held those wings or whatever in place broke on mine. So I actually was able to go on eBay and buy a, uh, a junked one missing most of the parts. But that was still whole so that I could make this good again because I've always loved that vehicle and I wanted mine to still look good. Um, but, I, I mean, it's it's brilliant, right? It, it has It's the only thing that we got in vintage Kenner terms with that actual sale on there. Uh, it has the, the little plank on it that you could put Luke on or whatever. Uh, it was just so well done. I thought it was a great mini rig. Uh, Matt, did you have this? Uh, not as a kid. Got it a couple years ago in an auction with a bunch of the later mini rigs. Um, it's it is cool as far as I mean. I I, I know a lot of people hate the mini rigs. I generally like them because you know they you know they're unique. They're different, uh, and this one is a good one that sort of fits in. And you know it you know maybe it'll shoot up in price with the skiff coming with the sail barge coming out. But, <laughs> Uh, no, it's fine. It's it. I got no problems with it. But again, didn't have it as a kid. Probably didn't know about it. What about you, Jake? This was not one I got as a kid. Um, um, but I remember knowing about it. I remember, um, you know, seeing it in the pamphlets and stuff. The the, you know, the little collecting. Wow, I can't think of the word right now. What do we call those booklets? Little collectible booklets, right? Catalogs. Catalogs. Holy smokes, that was an impossible <laughs> word for me. Catalogs. Is he um, for a living? <laughs> right? um, so, yeah, I knew of it, and I was always I always thought it was a little off. It was a little weird, because it wasn't Java's cell barge. It wasn't a skiff. It was this mini version um, that Boba Fett was never on, you know. I mean, obviously, we know that that's the idea behind the mini rigs now, but as a kid... I wasn't too impressed with this, and I think I didn't pick one up. Um, I think the first time I picked one up, I have multiples, I believe now. I think I have multiples of all the mini rigs um, at uh, the famous Star Wars shop in Aberdeen, Aberdeen, Washington. Um, I he used to have a lot of mini rigs, and I would pick them up to go play in the sand with the kids because we would go during uh, the summertime. So. Um, so I have one now, but not no no memories as a kid. Uh, what about you, Chris? This is the first one I actually had as a kid. I remember having good memories of it. It was fun. I played with a lot. 
Uh, mine took a little bit of damage, not too bad, but uh, no, it's it was it was my barge, it was my skiff. <sighs> um, yeah, I, I liked it. It was good. Uh, it's not one of the, like my all-time favorite vehicles, but it definitely it got played with, and it was not just thrown to the corner. So, all right, I didn't have it, and I'm I'm not really a fan of mini rigs in general. I don't own a single one. But this one does look kind of cool. This one is appealing, and eventually, maybe, I would get this. Uh, the next mini rig to be, re- be released with this wave is the Endor Forest Ranger. Um, I had no idea this thing existed until the late 90s, probably. I just This was completely off my radar. But maybe it was on yours, Ryan. Did you have this vehicle? I did not have it, but I knew about it. And it's one of those things, for some reason, I remember it really well. Uh, It wasn't long after I'd moved up here, uh, my parents would show dogs. And we were down at the Doubletree in South Center, which used to be Kitty Corner, basically to where Toys R Us used to be down there in South Center. And I remember going over that Toys R Us, and this is total full vintage era, you know, huge aisles just full of vintage Star Wars figures. And I know I bought an Ewok that day. I think I bought uh, Lumat. But uh, I remember seeing the Forest Ranger and thinking it was the dumbest looking vehicle I'd ever seen. I, I didn't understand it. I thought actually like the circular part of it actually rotated. And I'm like, that's so stupid. I, I didn't. I didn't get it at all as a kid. I, I I looked at it. I thought it looked stupid. I didn't want it. Uh, years, years later, I know I got this in the 90s at some point. I got it for really cheap because, again, I still had this thing in my head that it was really stupid. And I picked it up. I'm like, well, this actually isn't too bad. There's some kind of cool-looking pieces on it. And, you know, you can set it this way. And you can kind of have the guns on the top and bottom or on the sides because the whole gun thing rotates around the main cockpit, if you will. Uh, how this thing would actually fly or as a speeder or what, I don't know. But um, <laughs> it's it's a really strange design. I'd probably put it right up there with the uh, – Oh, is that the MLC three? No, that's the tank. The um, the Hoth vehicle that you can push down. It has the giant wheels on it. I know Gus always refers to it as the Fred Flintstone. MTV three. MTV three. There we go. I kind of put it in that category. It's like it's kind of. I, I still see it as kind of dumb. It's it's gotten cooler in the years since, but it's not that cool. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, did you have this one? No, like Ryan or like you, I probably didn't know it existed uh, until the 90s. And then I would only have seen pictures of it, and it just sort of seemed pretty dumb to me. You know, like, well, hold it. They didn't have anything like that on indoor or, you know, even – I mean, it just didn't even make sense. Like the sales skiff, sure, we didn't see them, but it kind of made sense. These just didn't make sense. And when I actually got one a couple of years ago and realized – you know, the thing does rotate around it, it. It's a fun little toy. You know, I could see a kid who doesn't care about movie accuracy or real world, something making sense in the real world, you know, would think it was a fun toy. So, you know, all right, I'll give it a pass. But I didn't have it. And, you know, my experience is limited to only a couple of years ago. Uh, Chris, what about you? 
again, this is one I did not have. I don't even remember it as a kid. Uh, it looks interesting. Uh, yeah, I really don't have much for this one. It's, Do you um, plan on ever picking one up? I would if, it, if it, I could get it inexpensively and it was in good shape. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'd be one of those impulse buys that where I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll grab it. I, I don't dislike it, but I, there's no specialness for it for me. So, Jake, I didn't have it. I have no memories, uh, you know, of I mean, I knew of it as a kid, just didn't have it. Uh-huh. But I will say that this is a great uh, diorama builder. You put some modern indoor rebels in it and it looks actually kind of cool. You know, I, I kind of uh, I, this is a few. This is a rare case where I'm promoting mixing vintage and modern, which I normally don't do, but it, it it actually translates pretty nicely. All right. Um, <clears throat> next on the list, not a vehicle or a playset. This falls into the etc. Um, we didn't cover this when we were doing the figures for this year, only because they weren't single carded. More of a pack. This is Cy Snoodles and the Rebo Band. This is a three pack that came with Cy Snoodles, Droopy McCool, and Max Rebo. Um, came with their instruments and uh, a couple microphones. Pretty cool set. Ryan, did you have this when you were a kid? I did. Did this come out before '84? Was this an earlier release? This is or? on the. This is on the with the '84 catalog. So okay, okay. It's it's always it says new, uh-huh. catalog. You know, I think it's always possible this stuff came out late '83. So, I was I was trying to put it in my head because I know I I got this when I lived in California. We like I said we moved up here July of '84, mm-hmm. and obviously that's plenty of months I could have gotten it. But I thought it was for Christmas or my birthday or something, and because um, I got it from my babysitter, from what I remember. Uh, my babysitter actually worked with my mom, who worked at a uh, a dog grooming place in Palmdale, California, and um, I got it from them. And I remember getting—I was so excited to get this. I was not anywhere near like a musician at the time. Like I didn't start doing anything musically until after I moved up here. Uh, but I was just excited to to get it, and I, I loved it. And I've I still have it. My my set. I'm missing the stands for the microphones. Those broke off, but I still have the microphones themselves. And uh, I just thought this was so cool. It was such a neat set. It was like, hey, I got a three pack of action figures that are completely different. They're a little bit bigger, other than size noodles. And uh, I, I loved it. And um, yeah, I, this is this is the only way uh, for anybody to get the original version of size noodles now because. Hasbro uh, only put out the special edition version since. And it's a beautifully sculpted size noodles. Very well done, yeah. Beautiful. Matt, and Max Rebo in his little diaper, too. I forgot to mention Right, that. right. <laughs> Matt, what about you? Yeah, yeah, I had these. Um, you know, I thought, you know, they were figures in my book, even though they came in a box. Um, so I definitely asked for them, got them for Christmas, whatever. You know, eighty. You know, I assumed it was eighty-three, but um, you know, maybe that if they were out for that Christmas in that season, I would have had them. I mean, they're cool figures. You know, I still got all the instruments and all that, and you know, they were you know well sculpted. And I didn't have a job as dungeon. I didn't really have anywhere to to 
to place them uh, that made sense. But uh, so they're they're still in in pretty decent shape. But you know, I definitely had them and definitely remember having them interact with the other figures. Yeah, there's a variant on this set. Um, mm-hmm. There's a, a set that comes with silver microphones and a black, uh, whatever Droopy McCool's flute is called. I'm not sure what that thing is. Or not a flute. Is that an oboe? Ryan, what what does Droopy McCool play? An oboe? Well, Clarinet? It kind of looks, like, looks like an oboe, but uh, I think it's called something else. Okay. It's not Kuhorn, right? That's... Figurance, That's I think. So, yeah. so one of the variants, that <laughs> instrument is black, and the microphones are silver, and I believe the other variant, that instrument is silver, and the microphone and the microphone stands are black. Mm-hmm. I think that's the variant. I don't know which one is more rare or if either are rare. But I don't think there's a difference between the two. Uh, what, what did folks have, I mean? Currently, I you know I picked up the, the silver microphone black instrument set that's the set i have and that's what i have too as a kid going that's what i had um i have the silver uh silver microphones and black flute okay so you're like so most of us have that that is called a flute so maybe the other maybe the other version is the more rare since we all seem to have this version i had the black mics and the silver flute growing up oh okay well there you go so um, Matt, what about you? Matt, did I lose you? I think you? he said he was. I think, I think he, he said was, you're he's going to luck. Mine oh, were uh, mine are <laughs> black microphones and a gray instrument. Okay, so he does have the reverse. Yep. So, so we're fifty-fifty almost, right? Yeah. So. Let us know which one is the rare. If you know which one is the rare one, let us know. Hit us up on galaxyoftoys at gmail.com or Facebook. I, I'm or cute. Instagram. Or Instagram, that's right. We're on Instagram. Um, I have no idea why we're on Instagram. Jake just kept asking me why I wasn't on Instagram. and So I got Instagram on Instagram. Instagram is my jam, man. Instagram, you don't get all the drama that you, you know, find that on is Twitter true. That is true. or uh, Facebook um, on Instagram. <laughs> I've never even been on Instagram. I don't oh, understand. You're missing what out. It is. So here's what is, I mean, it's just pictures, right? Yeah. I was going to do take... this. I was going to do this figure, and anyone who started following us on Instagram early on knew I was going to do like a figure of the day type thing. And I did that for about five or six days, and I thought enough of this and moved on to other <laughs> things. So, but I still do use it and I do kind of like it. There's some really nice posts and people are really good action figure photographies on Instagram. You know, I feel like I learn information faster on Instagram than I do because the algorithms and Facebook have changed and Twitter layers things so deeply, you know, sometimes you want to see the source of a tweet and it takes you like 15 clicks to get to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just, it's just real clean. It's easy. And it's usually, you know, a sentence or two is the only caption you're going to get. You don't have to read right. through stuff. Right. So yeah, that's you have I to like be it. on it all day, like Twitter for in order to make sure you don't miss anything. Or even no, Facebook. see, and that's what I think. I mean, that's why I think it's nice. Uh, he, he, the, the confusing thing about Twitter is you can follow person A, but anytime they like person B's stuff, it shows up in your feed. And you're like, well, I don't care about person B. You only like person A. Or 
all you're going to get is person A stuff. There's not a lot of, you know, there's not a lot of like reposting like there is on Twitter or even Facebook. So it's just clean and direct. It's kind of why I'm attracted to it. I, I post a lot of my stuff on Instagram and then it automatically shoots out to the other social pages. So. Um, each their own. Yeah. Matt, anything else you wanted to say about the size noodles and Rebo band set? No, they're cool. They're I like cool. them. Okay. Uh, you know, they're, they're action figures. So yeah. I liked them more than a lot of the other stuff. And what about you, Jake? Oh, yeah. The, like we said, I had the Silver Mike growing up. Um, still looking to pick up the other, the flip set. Um, eventually but uh these guys I, I played with them a lot i mean uh always setting them up i mean well i had the you know the job of play set with the dais and so um i was always creating uh you know java's palace and when luke comes in or when bausch has you know leia has chewy by the you know captured i'm always 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 setting that scene up i think i permanently had it on the top of my um dresser um and so that is why uh you know i always had those guys sitting there ready to go and part of that whole scene absolutely uh chris what about you yeah uh like i said i had it i had the black mics and the silver flute um i did lose my silver flute i don't know where it went it was only a few years ago it was actually one of the last weapons uh that i managed to get to recomplete my vintage run uh, I remember going to Toys R Us in Shreveport, Louisiana to pick this one up. It was night. I I don't know why I have a vivid memory of it, but I do. Um, I remember liking the set, but not loving it. Uh, it's fine. Um, one thing, my uh, Max Rebo is still almost entirely the same color blue between his arms and his body, which I know is kind of an increasingly rare thing these days. Yeah, mine is the head and the arms on mine have completely faded. Yeah, it's They're definitely like hardly blue at all. I wonder if that's because I have a different mic set. I wonder if it was produced in a different factory with different plastics. Perhaps. Well, last time I looked at mine, he looked pretty darn blue. I haven't had any of that drastic fading. Really? And I had your opposite mic set. Hmm. Yeah, mine's, mine's fine. Mm, I wish mine was. Oh, well, I still like mine. But now the, the new flute I picked up is black, so I actually have an all-black mic and black flute set. <laughs> but that's not how it came, so. But the question is, which is more screen accurate? <laughs> I couldn't mm. tell you off the top of my head. Yeah, I don't know. Do you think there's a chance that Hasbro would ever revisit the uh, original version of Size Noodles and do a an, an update, a modern one that's not a special edition Size Noodles? Well, sure. every time, every time someone asks me, that's my number one figure that I want redone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That vintage, non special edition Sai. This would be a beautiful release if whenever disney ever gets around to re-releasing the original theatrical cuts that would be a fantastic day of release to go with it yeah 
I wonder if Hasbro has any, like, I wonder if Lucasfilm has put limitations on Hasbro on doing non-special edition stuff. I guess they did the Emperor. That was the non-special edition Emperor a few years ago. Yeah. Oh, that was before. Oh, but that's before they changed it. Yeah, but that's before they changed it, right? Because they they changed the hologram with. They changed no, the they hologram to DVDs in 04. Yeah, yeah, so, that, so yeah. that Emperor came out after that. So. Yeah, it was 06, wasn't it? Yeah. So, uh, no, no, it was like it was the build It was on the blue card. It was the build It was a build yeah. figure, so it was like 2008 or 2009. Well, um, was that... Is that... Tech, I mean, it's it's still Ian McDiarmid. Is it? Because I, I always think. I always think that's the monkey face... Do you? Woman. I kind of thought so too. Yeah. Because it's a real person. It's not the hologram. It's a. Yeah. I never thought that. I thought it was just a, another bad emperor figure. Okay. So it's up for <laughs> debate. It's up for debate whether they've ever actually. I lashed. mean, the only one that you can kind of say was that when the Wolfman, whatever, Lack Sivrak yes. or whatever came out yeah. after the special editions. Mm-hmm. But it was so close. It was probably in production before. Yeah. 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 So. So what what now that we're thinking about special edition, what was the last special edition figure they put out? Probably the the can't uh, Jabba's palace, the drummer dude. Yeah. What about what about where Vader's he- kneeling before the big emperor head? Even has the new dialogue in it. Yeah. That was, was what two thousand six. That was, was a Comic Con exclusive. Eight. Eight. That was yeah. 08. Yeah, I think that was eight. Mm, that's interesting. If that's the last time they put something out. What do you mean? Just a figure that's only from the special edition? Yeah. I mean, because we're still missing that. Uh, what's that cantina alien with the beret? The frog looking guy with the beret. I'm totally oh, yeah. fine missing that one. That not the not, I'm, I'm, I'll take all the cantina they got. <laughs> There's others that I'd much rather have before that one. Isn't what? that just back of Catwall's head or whatever? Yeah, like, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, that that that'd be an interesting list to see what characters from the special edition have yet to be made. With that bar- with that sail barge coming out, this would be a good time to get the Rebo band back in back in uh, production. Yeah. Get them back in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> encore, encore. <laughs> Last tonight, the last thing we're going to mention tonight is the laser rifle carry case. Another thing I had no idea about until the nineties. <laughs> Don't have it. I have very little desire to get this. Not that I wouldn't get one if I saw one cheap enough, but it's so low on my list. Ryan, did you have this as a kid? Is this how you towed it around your uh, Return of the Jedi figures? That's uh, one of the ways I did. Yeah, I really actually did have it. Um. <laughs> I picked this up, um, it might have been 84, 85, I don't remember which, uh, but my dad and I would go over to Sandpoint Naval Station, which used to be right near the University of Washington, and since my dad was used to be Air Force, we could get on the, the military bases, which was great, because you could go shop for stuff without tax, of course, and they had this marked down, so I know it wasn't like right around when it first came out. And we picked it up. I, it was really cheap. I, I don't even remember what it was. But it's like I needed another case for some of my figures. I, at that point, I had a Vader case and one of the tray cases, the Empire tray case, and that was it. 
and I, I needed another case for figures. So, uh, yeah, I, I picked this up and uh, put the labels in and stored my figures in it for quite a few years. Did you use it as a play weapon as well? Yes, I did, because it was really cool because you could look through the site, and they actually had a hole through the site as if it was targeting as well. So you could kind of use it as a play weapon too. All right. And Matt, did you have this? Did not have it as a kid. Didn't know about it. I would have... Did this come out after Chewbacca's bandolier strap? I guess. It uh, yes, did. I, think I think it did. So. Yeah, yep. yeah. The, that was the last figure transport device I ever had, um, and I never even opened it up. So yeah, I did not have that. I have one now. Um, it, it was you know part of a larger bundle that I bought once, but um, yeah. I mean, I've I don't know anything about it, but it's you know. It's better than the bandolier strap. I'll say that. So, <laughs> especially now. Yeah. Damn it with faint praise, but. <laughs> uh, Jake, did you have this? No, this is not uh, not something I had uh, growing up, and uh, I still been I still look for one. I saw one oh, about a year ago at a toy show, but they wanted just oh, I don't know about fifteen dollars out of my comfortable price range for it. Uh, based on its condition so i passed on it um but yeah i am still actively wanting to add this to the collection um at some point but you know not not killing myself to get it right away and chris i didn't have it i wasn't aware of it it's is it supposed to be based off a weapon used in the movie or is this just some generic star warsy blaster i mean it looks generic to me. Yeah, so I think it looks like the the long rifle that had. I thought the it was the indoor thing. thing. From who? Oh, oh, the indoor rifle. Yeah, E two eighty. Like the rebels carry. Um, yeah. Well, that's what I always thought, but I, I don't. Yeah. Know. I never thought too much about it. No, it. Yeah, it doesn't feel like Star Wars to me. I guess. I don't know. I thought it was very Star Wars. It reminded me of the, you know, there's the two long rifles. There's like the one with IG-88, and then there's the other one that has like the extra stock on the end or whatever. That's what I always thought it was kind of like. Really? That come kind of snow trooper. I can kind of snow trooper one. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Um, last question of the night. <clears throat> You're at the store. Mom or dad or both, so you can have one of these things to take home with you, but just one. Ryan, what are you going home with? Oh, man. That's a hard question. Um, honestly, if I'm in the store and I get to pick one of these, the Imperial Shuttle. I mean, it's huge. I've got to get that. Realistically, my parents probably would not have ever bought that for me. Uh, I would probably say the Rancor at that point then. All right. Matt, what about you? You can only have one. I mean, come on. It's the Imperial Shuttle, right? I mean, we're not stupid children. <laughs> but, uh, you know, second place, I think this, let's all say what we would take second. Um, in uh at the time, I probably would have taken the TIE Interceptor. Now, probably the B-Wing after the Imperial Shuttle. All right. Jake? Hmm. What would you take home? Uh, see, I'm just so – I'm such 
a figure guy. I see a set that gets me three figures. Um, I guess we have two sets in here that gets us three figures, but that 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 Java's band set really like I I have fond memories of that one. Um, so that would probably be well, you're a my kid list. and you don't have any memories of it yet. I don't have any memories of it yet. So uh, what are you taking gosh. home? Um, we're not counting the shuttle because this would be a secondary pick. You, uh, would you probably, pick the shuttle first for sure? Probably. Okay. Probably a tie interceptor. Shuttle uh, and tie interceptor. All right. Uh, Chris? Every day of the week it's that shuttle. Um, okay. But if I ha- first choice is not available to me, I'm looking at the Rancor, the tie interceptor, and the B-wing. Probably leaning towards the tie interceptor, but those three would all be in tight contention. <laughs> yeah. Or if I hit my head, maybe the Ewok glider. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yep. I remind you, the Ewok glider does not fly. <laughs> <laughs> and neither does the Imperial shuttle. No, but it's ne- big. <laughs> neither does the Imperial shuttle. Yep, I would take the Imperial shuttle. But like, if we're if we're bending the rule a little bit for a second choice. Um, I would take the Rancor monster. So that would be my second pick. All right. All right. That's it for this, uh, for this wave, this late, late. I'm going to say this is late 83, early 84 stuff. I don't have photos to prove it. I only have other people's research to look at. Mm-hmm. And a vague memory of this time. <laughs> um, yeah, so that is it. That is going to wrap up the show tonight. I want to thank everyone for being on. want to thank uh, Ryan. His YouTube channel is Mr. Byzy or Mr. BYZ. Check yeah, it out. Yeah, a number of items here. We, I've actually done videos on I did a whole history of the B-Wing and a uh, uh, Couple stuff. I got a bunch of Tie Fighter videos coming up, going through the histories of those. So uh, you'll see those coming up. Nice. And uh, from this week in Star Wars podcast, Matt Fox. Wonderful to be here and talk about toys that I didn't remember as a child, but um, it's still fun to talk about them. And we all, you know, we all have some recollection of them, at least as adults. So that's something. From from forlomtozuckus.com and the Mighty Toy Run podcast, Jake Stevens. It's been a pleasure to pretend reminisce about all these toys. <laughs> no, awesome time. All right. And Chris, returning champion. Oh, sorry? The returning champion, Chris. Uh, it's been a lovely uh, journey down Amnesia Lane. <laughs> All right. For Galaxy of Toys podcast, this is Jason saying good night, but not goodbye. Just one more round, friend. Then a homeward bound, friend. Don't forget me in your dreams. Just one more song, friend, and then so long, friend, the nights get shorter, it seems. Just one more rhyme, friend, yes, it's a crime, friend, but you know time, friend, time can fly. 
So it's good night, friend. Good night, but not goodbye.